The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you today? I am doing fine. I'm doing fine. Here we are the first weekend after New Year's Eve, and um, we're fully into January. And, um, and, and, and it's doing okay, yeah. except for the fact that, oh, I saw some um, daffodils peeking up from the ground today. No, and that's not I'm, right. Now, you know, but speaking of that, lots of good stuff. So this is now, Lynn, our 14th year on air. Yes. Yes. And as you were and saying we, about it's quite yep, the, the odds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Lynn, it is when most you think, amazing. Yeah, when you think about how all this started and then where <laughs> what, and yeah. what, what we've done yeah. and how we changed it and just, you know, it's. Uh, so, thank you, everybody, for continued uh, support in in listening. And we it, and and we we just had somebody tell us Lynn got her hair cut yesterday and mine today, and we get our hair cut at Sanderson State Street in Clark Summit. And Stephen, uh, who's one of the owners, said that somebody was in to see him and said, two ladies were talking about you on." They're ra- on the radio, and Stephen's like, what? What were they talking? And he goes, oh, you must mean Laurie and Lynn. I said, yes, Stephen, and please tell that lady, that woman who said that, that we are n- no ladies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll tell it. So, um, no, we are not. So, yeah, you no, know, we are not. But anyway, <laughs> that, that, so it's, it's all good. That's a, it's a good thing. Yeah, it is. I'm glad that uh, we know that people are listening. It's it's nice to know because when we do this, you know, we're not in the studio anymore. So uh, we talk to each other on the phone like we're talking, you know, to a friend. And it's just right. it, it's funny when you think about the fact that what we're saying here now is reaching thousands of people uh, every weekend. And I don't know how many more are listening to us on the podcast. But the podcast goes up usually, it's a Saturday night or Sunday, that it's uploaded to odyssey.com, minus all the news and the weather and those kinds of things. So if you have any friends anywhere in the world who want to know about the Laurie and Lynn show, you just direct them to odyssey, A-E-D-A-C-Y, dot com. Tell them to search for the Laurie and Lynn show. And they can listen to us anywhere and everywhere. So um, it's it's a great thing. It's a fun, fun thing when you think about it, that what starts off as a conversation between friends becomes this international phenomenon called the Laurie and Lynn Show. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) So... um, no, no birthdays, no main events this week for you? Not this week. I know there's, we have a lot coming up, you know, 
um, going forward. But um, no, I don't know. Right now, I'm not 100% sure. I didn't even go on in, on Facebook today. I don't think I was on yesterday to do my birthday wishes. That's how I always know about people's birthdays. It's a lot of times it's going on Facebook. So didn't do that yet. But um, coming up, Lynn, we have lots. Your baby's going to be, when's her birthday, your little granddaughter? Uh, her birthday is the, I think it's the 19th. Yeah, well, we have, she'll we be have four. Nine. Yeah, believe it or not. Yeah, wow, that's what I say. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I can't believe that she's four. Uh, <laughs> but I know. Um, she's a happy, very happy child who really enjoys being with adults, which I think is nice too. She goes to school. She has a um, a small class of kids. And, uh, you know, believe it or not, they, they just keep trading germs, as they do. Yeah. And I, uh, I, I think that it's nice, though, that she has friends and she understands uh, how to function in an environment with other people beside, besides her mother and father. Because with uh, COVID, that's about all she's known. And it's... It's one of the big issues that everybody talks about is the isolation and the lack of uh, socialization for children who were born during COVID that they miss terribly. Uh, and it's hard for them to make the adjustments. So kudos to her parents that uh, they've got her involved in small classes and she's learned, um, you know, how to share and do things like that. But the wow. kids, you just take for granted they understand it, but they don't. So um, I'm I'm happy that she's four, hoping that uh, we'll be able to bake a little birthday cake when they come up to visit in a couple weeks, and that'll be fun, too. And then her father has a birthday um, on the 23rd, and so uh, it's a big month for them, two big birthdays. Yay. And that's... Uh, yeah, yay, that's right. So, a uh, question for you. I'm reading this article that uh, I saw on that one site, 60 and Me. Yes. And the question was asked, and I thought of you immediately, is 2023 your year to start playing the piano? And we know that playing any musical instrument is a good thing for your brain because it brings in all kinds of areas of the brain to, to function. But I know that we talked many times on the radio about your uh, beginning to take lessons because you have this very envious, I might say, this lovely baby grand piano in your dining room, not dining, in your living room. Yeah. And it's one of the things I've always wanted, but I don't have a house big enough to put it in. Um, and... That's something that I love to do. I, I took lessons when I was probably, you know, 9, 10, something like that, in the neighborhood when we lived in, on North Main Avenue. Do you remember Miss McGowdy? No. Oh, she was a piano teacher. And she was on Schlager Street, I think. Anyway, um, I went there every week, and we had an upright piano in our house. So I would practice my stuff there, and um, and I love playing it. And now I have a piano 
in the basement of our place at the lake that was my grandmother's. And I think I've said this before on the show that uh, it was a piano that was made in Brooklyn, New York by my by, by a guy, I don't know what his name is. It, it's on there. Uh, it's, it says something about the name and the city. But my grand, great-grandfather, her father, had the piano made and went to New York with a, I think it was on a horse-drawn carriage, and brought the piano back home to their house on Oak Street in Scranton. And he had it made for her because she wanted to play the piano. So mm-hmm. that is the piano that I have in my basement. The only problem is the keys are not ivory. They are wood. And this thing was probably made in the, the first decade of the 1900s. And so it's kind of rotted and some of the pieces have fallen off. But the only issue I have is if I tried to get it fixed, which I've looked at the cost, the problem is that the basement is not finished. No. Yeah. And so it it would just get warped all over again. Yeah. But your piano is, you have a humidifier on the piano. Yes. And are you going to go back to starting to play again? I don't, I would like to. Of course, I started my new year of 2020. I hear me, 2020. Yes. January, first week, had a couple weeks in, and then the pandemic hit and everything shut down. And then they were starting, they were doing some virtual stuff, and that wasn't going to work for me. So I have not gone back, nor have I even attempted to do anything again, because it just wasn't long enough to do it for me to know what to do so yes i would like to go back but i would i at this point i really would like i would like someone to come into my to my house only because i have this beautiful piano i'd rather train and learn on that so i have to see i have some couple um feelers out there but we'll see but yes i'd like to start doing it again yes where where did you get the piano my sister, there was a wonderful man by the name of Larry Trichetta. And my sister knew Larry, and she called him and said, because Tani, my oldest, took lessons for years and was very good. Um, and we wanted to get a baby grand, and I had the perfect spot in my home for it. So my sister said, I will call Larry and see if he can find a refurbished piano so this is an old lounge piano that is got and refurbished it and it's beautiful and um he sold it to us my sister and i bought it for tommy and then he practiced on that piano and so larry then through the years god rest his soul he would clean and tune my piano for years and years until the unfortunate his unfortunate passing maybe, I don't know, two years ago or so, and he uh, he, he used to um, come in and I would just leave the house because it took a while because, you know, it's very, when you hear doop, 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 you just, you know, they have to tune it and it's, uh, it takes a little bit of time and he was meticulous. He was wonderful. 
to the point where Tommy even wrote, which I still have, Tommy wrote an essay for school for one of his Mrs. McKenna, his English teacher at prep, and he wrote a story about Larry and tuning the piano. Um, and it's a wonderful story. It's a wonderful piece that he wrote, and I love it. And I sometimes go back and read it. And um, anyway, so it was so yes. Yeah, so Larry, not only we did we buy it from him, did he build it? But he we he then took care of this piano until his he passed like I said it's about two years and he and his wife Cindy she would always call me and say Laurie it's time for um, a p- you know your uh, piano to be tuned and she was so good at that and they were just a wow. wonderful couple yep. and so because every time I look at it I, it I think of him because he put the humidifier in he did everything for me so That's but I've been nice. talking to Waltage, Jimmy Waltage tunes piano, so he's. I think he's going to come over and do that for me, and um, we'll see about. You know, like I said, I've been putting the feelers out about how I could start taking lessons on my own piano. So we'll see, but I would really like to get back to it because it, it is something I've always wanted to do and started, and then of course stopped. So, mm. well, yeah, for good reason. For good reason, but still. Anyway, I guess yeah. we'll take a break, and uh, we'll be right back. You're listening this morning to the Laurie and Lynn Show. Hi, this is Nancy Kamen from WILK's Morning News, and I know Laurie Cadden. A lot of people know Laurie Cadden. And more importantly, Laurie Cadden knows a lot of people. Laurie Cadden Enterprises specializes in fundraising, public relations, and special events. Laurie Cadden can take your business or organization to the next level. This isn't something that you learn about in a book. Heck, it can't even be taught. Laurie Cadden lives it. She knows how to work a crowd, open doors, and build and nurture relationships. With Laurie Cadden Enterprises, you get, ta-da, Laurie Cadden and her 20-plus years of experience. Call Laurie today at 357-8399, 357-8399, or email Laurie. Laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, at lauriecadden.com, L-A-U-R-I-E-C-A-D-D-E-N.com. Laurie Cadden Enterprises, because it is who you know. I'm Dr. Nicole DeNova. Since VREC opened its doors in 2010, we've treated over 30,000 patients, including the puppy whose curiosity led him to a porcupine and the police canine who was just doing his job. VREC is located at 318 Northern Boulevard in Clark Summit and is open 24-7 for your pet peace of mind. To learn more about us, visit VRECPA.com or call 570-587-7777. It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn. Yay, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans, and I am the managing director and certified financial planner for a company called Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And so there's this great article that was in the Ethel, which is something that we've talked about many times. The Ethel is a newsletter that's produced from AARP, and it was named after a woman who started 
AARP, Ethel, and I forget her last name. But anyway, this is called the Ethel. And it was, uh, the article is called What Happened When I Went to a Spa in Woodsy, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Written by a woman. Her, the, the byline is, well, simply put, I came back wowed. Here's why. And the woman who wrote it is named Kate Stone Lombardi. She says, standing in a spa swimming pool, clad in my trusty one piece, I warily eye the metal rod in front of me. God help me. I've signed up for aquatic pole dancing. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why are you taking this class? I asked the woman next to me. She doesn't miss a beat. Why the hell not, she responds. <laughs> what a perfect description of my two-day visit to the Lodge at Woodlock, an East Coast spa that's equal parts summer camp and luxury. I tried new things, got wonderfully pampered, ate well, and enjoyed an atmosphere that was elegant but not pretentious. The Woodlock, which I've been to, I can say several times, which opened in 2006, sits on more than 500 acres in the Pocono region of Pennsylvania. It's a two-and-a-half-hour drive from New York City, three hours from Philadelphia, and four-and-a-half from Boston. The resort is all-inclusive, including three meals a day, gratuities, and access to the spa and most classes. Spa services and alcohol are extra. Yes, alcohol. <laughs> that was important. At lunch, two women next to us ordered salads with dressing on the side. Shortly afterwards, two good-sized cosmopolitans were delivered to their table. You can eat light if you want, but the Whitlock has more than spa cuisine. My husband, Michael, had a ribeye steak for dinner. We were among a handful of couples. The clientele when we were there was mainly women, groups of friends, mothers and daughters, and single women. Management says that on average, 60% of the guests are female, 40% male. Guests came in all shapes and sizes and seemed to skew to the 40 and overcrowd. When you hear Poconos, don't think heart-shaped tubs. The rooms are airy and modern. We all have decks. Ours looked over the woods. Bathrooms are outfitted with rosemary mint products and thick cherry cloth robes and slippers, which guests wear to and from the spa. More than 50 workout and wellness classes are offered every day. Though wow. I do like yoga, I wanted to try things I couldn't ordinarily do at home. Turns out I fit squarely into the pa's, spa's zeitgeist. The philosophy of our lodge is personal awakening. And for women in their 50s and 60s, that can be remembering who you were before children or career or both says Woodlock spokeswoman Brooke Jennings. It's finding those lost pieces of yourself and letting them flourish. Our first activity was forest bathing. Uh, I heard about that, and, you know, I thought that's a cool thing, but I never realized that they did this at Woodlock. The idea is to immerse yourself in the woods using all five senses. 
our guide Derek pointed out pointed out maples, birches, white oaks, red oaks, and pitch pines. As he walked us over the fern-covered forest floor, he explained that trees emit phytocytes, no, phytoncides, which can biologically reduce stress and boost energy. In Japan, Derek says, doctors prescribe three days in the woods for their patients, which I might add explains why I'd love to go to our house at the lake because we are nestled in among all the trees and we can see all that and feel all that and it's just really wonderful. Yeah. Getting, getting people to slow down and experience the woods is his biggest challenge. As a regular goal-oriented hiker who, full disclosure, thought forest bathing sounded silly, I plead guilty. Meanwhile, thunder was rumbling, and our forest bath soon turned into a shower. We took cover under a tent on the property's farm. Instead of meditating in the forest, Derek suggested trying it in the tent. I closed my eyes, listened to the rain pelt the canvas, felt mist blowing in that smelled of garden herbs, and truly relaxed. Incidentally, the farm provides lettuce, herbs, and vegetables for the spa restaurant year-round, thanks to the greenhouse. Our next... It is. I've seen that. It's really cool. Our next class was hatchet throwing. I signed up I signed up Michael, that's her husband, because it sounded manly. But as soon as I saw the weapons, I wanted in. Mm-hmm. At first, my hatchet felt short of the target, bouncing on the ground with a pathetic pinging sound. But Nathan, our bearded instructor, demonstrating a two-handed overhead throw, and soon I got my groove. It was a blast. After this, we visited the spa hot tub, which has two very cool hydro-massage water walls. You can position yourself so your shoulders, a bit sore after all that throwing, are pounded with gallons of hot water. The dining room has floor-to-ceiling windows. And people dress up a bit for dinner. The food didn't always meet dietary guidelines, but it was always excellent, ranging from salmon in a mustard glaze to vegetable paella over saffron rice, to charboiled meat dishes. A singer guitarist strums in the background. What about pampering? The Woodlock offers 15 different kinds of facials, 10 varieties of full body massages, 7 types of body work. Think cranial massage, healing light therapy, and other specialties. Body treatments, treatments for men, and salon services. I chose the Rosemary Awakening. At 100 minutes long, this treatment was the gift that kept on giving. First, the body polish of rosemary and mint felt like being gently scrubbed with scented sandpaper. The Swedish massage that followed was deeply relaxing. Next, I felt warm oil being trickled on my head, and then a scalp massage. Joanna, my masseuse, finished up with foot reflexology. By the end, I was so transported that I stumbled out of the room without my underwear. (laughs) Thank God for spa robes. Okay. Next was the aquatic pole dancing class. Picture six women of various ages and shapes in the pool. 
The poles are heavy plastic stands that are fixed to the pool bottom with suction cups. Brittany, our instructor, demonstrated dance moves on the deck while we attempted to copy them in the water. The grand finale involved a sexy move of straddling the dance poles, legs stretched into a V. As I grabbed the pole, the suction cups came up. <laughs> and somehow I bopped myself in the forehead. <laughs> I laughed so hard I took in water. <laughs> we visit, visited the spa in the most economical way possible. Midweek, which can be 20 to 43% off weekend rates, but it still wasn't cheap. Prices depend on room layouts that can range from $479 to $769 per person a night plus 7.5% tax and 20% resort fee. They get you everywhere in the Poconos. Special packages are available for girlfriend getaways, mother-daughter pairs, and others. You can also save by booking as far out as possible and signing up for the Woodlock's last-minute club. The resort offers activities for each season, including cross-country skiing and skating in the winter. Well, maybe not this winter. On our last evening, we took a guided kayak tour in the spa's lake. That is called TDS Kung, which is a wonderful Indian name. It was calm and peaceful, but for the sounds of the birds and aquatic life. Our two days at the lodge over the summer were a relaxing and perfect reset that's still having an effect. So there we are. It's a wonderful it. little review. And, and it was... It was and is a wonderful place. So um, that's, that's, I'm looking forward to that because that's going to be in a couple months. We're going in April. So uh, let's just hope that we have good weather. And yeah, but I want to know, are you, you and Gloubert going to do the pole dancing, aquatic I pole I doubt dance? it. I doubt it. <laughs> I don't think as much as Joan is, is a very physical person. And she will kill me for saying this, but everyone refers to her as the llama because she somehow has perfected a certain way of walking like a llama. And she will only do it in front of certain people. So maybe if she has that much physical dexterity, she might try pole dancing. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. I'll but see. And it's, Great, great to know. Uh, it, it will be fun, I'm sure. So, uh, yes, we're, we're going. I, th I forget how we set it up. I think the three of us are going to be in one room. Um, I don't know if they're twin beds and a pullout or something, but um, yeah. that was what we're going to do. So we'll have fun. I know we will. And, uh, and I have had, I've just been there to the restaurant as well for lunch. Um, I did that as an event couple of years ago when I still had Northeastern Financial Consultants and I invited a couple women who were actually administrators of uh, medical practices and I invited them to come up for the day so we had lunch and we did a manicure, pedicure, whatever and we had a wonderful time. Oh, good. All great. right. I really, yes, really liked it. Good. So, the cute too. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn Show. 
Hi, my name is Lynn S. Evans, CFP, co-host of The Laurie and Lynn Show. I am the managing director of a new business, Women of Substance, LLC, a financial planning firm dedicated to the specific financial needs of baby boomer women. I help them navigate through widowhood, retirement, divorce, and job loss. Send me an email at lynn at lynnsevans.com and let me know how I can help you. I'm also the host of a podcast, Power of the Purse, available on more than 30 sites, including iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. We record these lively conversations with women who've been there and have great advice to give others so they don't go down the same dark holes. And we feature some experts who share some great ideas to be prepared before you have to face these transitions. And we have a whole lot of fun. Please don't let the fear of not knowing about personal finances stop you anymore. I am here to take the confusion and mystery out of money. Go to my website, lynnsevans.com, and see how we can set up a time to talk or browse around the many blogs and other free info on the site. Remember, money's not the enemy. Your ignorance of it is. Business banking at Fidelity. We have a great relationship with Fidelity. They're like family with us. They're right next door to my business. If there's ever a problem, just one phone call, I don't even have to go to them. They come to me. It's great. I love being in the business. This was meant for me. We're very busy. I'm running every day, and I love to stay busy. So that's why I need a bank that's going to be there for me when I need them. Back in 2006, we were having a problem with our lease in our other building. We were looking for a place to go. We stumbled upon this this location. It's right in the heart of downtown, right in the, the middle of the city, and it happened to be right next to Fidelity Bank. They went out of their way for us to get this building. It was wonderful, and it's been a great relationship ever since. I have a business line of credit with Fidelity that gives me buying power. My credit card machine runs through Fidelity. My checking account, uh, my payroll taxes, they take care of it all for me. I bank with Fidelity. Don't you? Member FDIC. Here's Lori and Lynn. Well, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans, and I am the managing director and certified financial planner with Women of Substance, LLC, that's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And we thought that we'd spend some time in this segment talking about those wonderful questions that mm-hmm. we've asked. Um, so I have a couple here. So let's start with this one. If you were forced to eliminate every physical possession from your life with the exception of what you could fit into a single backpack, what would you put in it? small area to be in. 
That's it? Huh? No, well, I don't know what else. I mean, how can you can't squeeze anybody, any a person in there? You can't squeeze no. your things around your house. So what else can you do? Little, little money, my credit card. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, that and kind of And, of course, thing. your phone. Well, my phone goes, and then and lipstick. Okay. I said jewels, so yeah, so yeah, toothbrush, toothpaste, what, uh, mouthwash, that kind of stuff, uh, uh, blow dry. No underwear. Well, no, I go without them. Okay. Well, I would, I would definitely put in my Swiss Army knife. Okay, um, that's a good. Yeah, that's a multitasker. Yeah, um, definitely. And and I would also uh, put in the jewelry that um, that makes that has some significance to me. You know. Yep. Um, I would also put in some uh, of the smaller albums that I have of pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, probably. I I forgot I'd also put a mirror of some sort, a compact. But anyway, go ahead. Yes. Yeah, that's true. I put one of those in. Um, and some, well, my Swiss Army knife has some scissors in it, so that's all included. I would put also some um, snacks, like well, that's um, what, yeah. replacement, <laughs> replacement meals. You know what I mean? Like those bars that... You yeah. have that stuff. Yeah, I would do that. And I would put in at least half of the thing with dark chocolate something uh, because I couldn't survive without it. And um, I think uh, maybe some foul weather gear, let's call it that. Like, you know, a, a jacket that has a, a hood on it, sprains and stuff like that. Um <laughs> Uh, it's funny to think about that. What what would you put in there? That's about all I think I could fit. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe a change or two of clothing to roll yeah. it all up and a pair of shoes. Well, the you shoes never know. Would be, you would have them on you. That's why I never. I didn't but, say that. that. But I also think in case something happened to what I was wearing, I would have that as a backup. You could have a credit card though, you could go and buy some. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. Well, that assumes that they're worth anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and money. Know. Of course, you got to have cash. Right. Yes. Right. Mad money, Lynn. Mad money. That's right. Yeah. Okay. All right. If today was the last day of your life, would you want to do what you are about to do today? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Because I would I wouldn't I know would. what I, that's, that's if you knew it was the last day? Yes, if you knew today was your last day. No, I, you would want to see more people, I would assume, and talk to more people. But, yeah, I think I just want to go on having a, it, it to be as normal as could be. Okay. Right. Yeah. Well, if it was me, I probably would want to do some specific things. I would want to go to places and eat food that I love to eat. Um, <laughs> I would 
I would. I would just like the last meal, you know, kind of thing. Assuming that I could digest it, you know, that that was okay. Um, I would. I would do that. Um, I would definitely want to make phone calls to some people and let them know that I love them and I care about them or ask forgiveness from people um, that I think I may have harmed or said some things that aren't nice, but um, that I would do. And I also think that I would try something that I've always wanted to do but never did, like, I don't know, um, zip lining. You know, like doing something like that, something wild and crazy. Because what difference would it make if I if I killed myself? I'm already on my way out anyhow. So that's what I would do. I would do something that's adventurous and fun. Um. Okay, so I don't know if I should ask you this question because I'll probably get answers I don't want to hear. But all right, who do you dream about? Oh man. I think about lots of people, usually like old boyfriends, um, John Travolta, who is not an old boyfriend, but I, I wish you were my current boyfriend. Um, <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> See, that's why I said I wish I could. You know what I mean. Um, I know. And uh, I just dream, I get, all I know is when I dream and it's something I, I am always so grateful if it's not the greatest dream or it's a scary thing that's happening or whatever. When I wake up and it was just a dream, I'm like, oh my God, thank God. Thank yeah. God. You know? Yeah. It's, what about you? Um, I, you know, it, it's really funny. There was a time in my life shortly after my father died that, um, I really had a very difficult time with his death. And I don't mean the fact that he died, but the fact that for some reason his passing brought a lot of, um, unresolved issues of my life to the forefront and I put myself through some therapy with a person who uses dreams as a way of discovering you know what, what are the things that you're dealing with and in that process I learned as soon as I woke up that that if I did this, if I started to write down the, the most recent dream I woke up from, that I could go backwards and think of all the dreams I had during the evening to a certain point. And then beyond that, I guess, certain types of sleep. You don't dream or you do dream or whatever. But I, I was really good at that. I was really good at being able to wake up and write down all the dreams. And you know, the dreams have a lot of uh, symbolism in them. And if you know what the symbols mean, it can help you to understand what you're dreaming about. But for the most part, I don't have nightmares. I, I can't remember the last time that I woke up from something that was disturbing. Well, it's so, not even disturbing. 
grasping it for me when I say I w- I'm so great. It's like something goofy that you just didn't want to happen or you didn't you never thought about or, you know, it's just stuff like yeah. that, just weird things. And the other thing is I always like when I do wake up from a dream and it's a good one, I, I try to fall back to sleep and keep dreaming of the same dream like you yeah. kind of say ever. And not, I don't have much success in doing that. No. <laughs> well, yeah, so to answer the question, who do you dream about? Um, I I don't know if that's really the kind of a question that means do you dream about it when you're awake and thinking about it? Or do you actually, it's a, is it something you dream about when you're asleep? Because, you know, we can have fantasies that we are very much awake when we're doing that and thinking about people but there's also the dreams that you have no control over that happen when you're sleeping so to answer the i would answer the question from who do you dream about from the perspective of when i'm awake and thinking about people that are just really cool people that i i love to be around or i'm inspired by or i think god it would be really cool to be able to go out and have dinner with somebody like that or that kind of stuff. And the who is, um, I don't know, I don't have anybody specific that I can think of right now. But every <laughs> once in a while, I see somebody and I think, ooh, that would be a cool person to have dinner uh-huh. with. I'd just like to know about this or that. And that's it. So that's my answer. Um, yeah. Who's the strongest I... person you know? And if I do dream about people and I see them, I say, I just had a dream about you. Do you really? So, yeah, and they go, oh, I hope it's good. I'm like, yeah. Oh. Anyway, go ahead. So what, what were you going to do the next one? The strongest person you know. Strongest person I know. Does that mean And I think that's mentally strong. Um. I think, um, I think, uh, Sean, my Sean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think there's a lot of strength, a lot of people that I find rewarding to look at their, their strength, emotional, physical, uh, all the way around. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, but Sean, I, you know, he just, I just, that's, I think he, he does. He's, he's got that. Um, you know, a couple people, Abby Rafalco said to me one day, or no, not Abby, but Brenda said, when I come back, I want to come back as Sean Cadden Foley. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For a lot of good reasons. He's a good guy. Yeah. Um, who would I say one of the strongest people? Um, uh, I think Dr. Linda Barace. Yeah. Well, that's. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And, she is. You know, she is. She's an incredibly strong woman uh, who finds great strength in her faith. Yep. And and I I admire her for all that she's done and been through. And she just she's the energizer bunny. She just keeps going. She does. God bless her. And she- on that note, I think we're going to have to say goodbye. Yeah. So till next. Yes. So we'll see you. We thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll be see you, talk to you next week. Be safe. 
and please be nice. Bye. Bye.